0: How are Book of Mormon proclamations similar to modern LDS proclamations? What group of people became conscientious objectors to the Nephite-Lamanite war? What does Alma the Younger wish she could be that was turned into a modern LDS song? Hi, Max here. Welcome to the Come Follow Me podcast. This review covers the lesson plan for Alma chapters 23-29. through 29. Please subscribe to be notified of our upcoming videos. For the sake of time, I will not cite all the parallel phrases and words from the New Testament that are in the Book of Mormon text. While it can be argued that some of the parallels are coincidental, most are so strong that it is impossible to not conclude that their true source is from the King James Bible. For a complete transcript of this lesson, please click on the link in the description below. Okay, remember King Lamoni's father's proclamation from the last lesson? We never heard exactly what it was, but it is all explained in the first verses of chapter 23. Now, a proclamation is a decree or an official announcement. It might be inspiring, but it is not considered revelation or scripture. The modern LDS Church has released several proclamations during its history as an organized religious institution. It has also issued manifestos and policies. Alma 23 verse
1: 1. Behold, now it came to pass that the king of the Lamanites sent a proclamation among all his people, that they should not lay their hands on Ammon, or Aaron, or Omner, or Himni, nor either of their brethren who should go forth preaching the word of God, in whatsoever place they should be, in any part of their land. The words, lay their
0: hands on, are in Luke 21.12, and, quote, preaching the word of, are in Acts 15.35. In the 1830 edition, page 289, it read, should not lay their hands on Ammon, or Aaron, or Amnar, or Hemni, nor neither of their brethren. The word neither was changed to either in the 1964 edition.
1: Alma 23 verse 2. Yea, he sent a decree among them, that they should not lay their hands on them to bind them or to cast them into prison. Neither should they spit upon them, nor smite them, nor cast them out of their synagogues, nor scourge them. Neither should they cast stones at them, but that they should have free access to their houses and also their temples and their sanctuaries.
0: Well, I guess that pretty much covers all the bases. The proclamation was basically to protect Mosiah's sons. Interesting that it mentions temples, which have to be Lamanite temples, since the proclamation is to protect the sons of Mosiah. While they preached in the Lamanite lands, we know there were only three temples identified in the Book of Mormon. The one in the land of Nephi, one in the land of Zarahemla, and one in the land of Bountiful. While there is mention of these temples, it seems they were used mostly for open assemblies or a gathering place to hear the word preached, with no mention of sacred ordinances being performed such as marriage sealings or ordinances for the dead. Not sure what the Lamanites will be using their temples for either. Alma 23, verse 3, Lamoni is hoping that his people, the Lamanites, might be convinced concerning the wicked traditions of their ancestor fathers. In the 1830 edition, page 289, it read, quote, These things had not ought, which was changed in later editions to delete the word had, and the words not ought have been rearranged to ought not. In verses 4-6, this proclamation made it much easier for Aaron and his brothers to do their job. They went freely from city to city, converting thousands of Lamanites. They also established churches and consecrated priests in all the places they visited. They were brought to believe in the tradition of the Nephites. Everyone who converted unto the Lord never fell away. Alma 23 verse 4. The phrase, quote, teach the word of God among them, is similar to Acts 18.11. Alma three six. the phrase, quote, to the knowledge of the truth, is from 2 Timothy 3.7, and, quote, according to the spirit of, is in Romans 1.4, and, quote, working miracles, is from Revelation 16.14. Alma three seven.
1: For they became a righteous people. They did lay down the weapons of their rebellion that they did not fight against God anymore, neither against any of their brethren. The words, quote, fight against God, are in Acts 539. In
0: the 1830 edition, page 290, it read, quote, that they did not fight against God no more, end quote. The word no was changed to any in the 1964 edition. Alma 23, verses 8 through 12. Mormon now tells us of seven lands and cities in which these Lamanite converts lived land of Ishmael, land of Madonai, city of Nephi, land of Shilom, land of Shimlon, city of Lemuel, and city
1: of Shimnilam. Alma 23.14 And the Amalekites were not converted, save only one. Neither were any of the Amulonites, but they did harden their hearts, and also the hearts of the Lamanites in that part of the land wheresoever they dwelt, yea, and all their villages and all their cities. Interesting to
0: point out that only one Amalekite converted. Alma 23.16 The Lamanites who converted did not want to be associated with the other wicked Lamanites. So, they asked if they might be given a new name. Something fun and catchy. In verse 17, Aaron came up with just the perfect name. From now on, they will be called the anti nephi Lehi's. Now that is fun and catchy. Seems like an odd name for converts who wanted to abandon their false beliefs about the traditions of their Lamanite fathers and embrace the beliefs of the Nephites. The word anti means opposite to or against. So, why call themselves anti-Nephi or Lehi? Perhaps these converts were anti the lifestyle of others who lived in the land of Nephi and Lehi. Who knows for sure? The phrase, quote, called by this name, is from Luke 1, 61.
1: 23:18, And they began to be a very industrious people. Yea, and they were friendly with the Nephites. Therefore they did open a correspondence with them, and the curse of God did no more follow them. It is unclear whether or not
0: their skins became lighter after the curse was lifted. See First 1 Nephi 12.23. Alma 24 verse 1. In the Book of Mormon, if things are going well, you can bet that war is just around the corner. The local Amalekites, Amulonites, and Lamanites who had not converted began to have resentment toward
1: the anti Nephi Lehis. Alma 24, verse 2. And their hatred became exceedingly sore against them, even insomuch that they began to rebel against their king, insomuch that they would not that he should be their king. Therefore they took up arms against the people of anti Nephi Lehi. I suppose you could call them anti
0: Nephi Lehis. Alma 24, verse 3. Lamoni's father must have been getting pretty old, or perhaps ill, because he conferred his kingdom upon his son, who called himself Anti-Nephi-Lehi. Verse 4, soon after, Lamoni's father dies, and the Lamanites are preparing for war. In verse 5, Ammon and his Nephite brethren met together in the land of Ishmael for a council with King Lamoni and his brother Anti-Nephi-Lehi to decide what to do in the face of pending war. In verse 6, they decided collectively not to even make preparations for war. Alma 24, verses 7-16. through 16. The king gave a stirring speech about how God, through the sons of Mosiah, had brought them the truth about their wicked ways. And now that they have repented and been forgiven through the atonement, how could they stain their swords with the blood of their enemies? So they said, let us keep our swords bright and clean by burying them deep in the earth, as a testimony at the final judgment day, that we are good with God. In essence, like Jehovah's Witnesses, they became conscientious objectors. Alma 24, verse 9. In the 1830 edition, page 296, it read, quote, Would still have Heen racked with hatred. In later editions, Heen was changed to Ben.
1: Alma 24:10. Ammon said, And I also thank my God, yea, my great God, that he hath granted unto us that we might repent of these things, and also that he hath forgiven us of those our many sins and murders which we have committed, and taken away the guilt from our hearts through the merits of his Son. The question I have, does God forgive us for murder?
0: According to Doctrine and Covenants 4279, it is impossible to be forgiven for murder. But here in the Book of Mormon, They are forgiven for the murders they committed. In verse 17, that is exactly what they did, buried all of the weapons deep in the earth. So deep, in fact, that no archaeologists have ever found a single weapon from that era. Perhaps this is the origin of the custom of burying the hatchet for peace. In verse 18, they vouched and covenanted with God that rather than kill their brethren, they
1: would give up their own lives. Amma 24.19, Mormon comments, And thus we see that when these Lamanites were brought to believe and to know the truth, they were firm and would suffer even unto death rather than commit sin. And thus we see that they buried their weapons of peace, or they buried the weapons of war for peace.
0: Amma 24.20, But none of this stopped the Lamanites from marching to the land of Nephi with the intent of killing the king, and all of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's. Alma 24.21 But
1: true to their word, Now when the people saw that they were coming against them, they went out to meet them, and prostrated themselves before them to the earth, and began to call on the name of the Lord. And thus they were in this attitude when the Lamanites began to fall upon them, and began to slay them with the sword.
0: Alma 24.22-24 After easily killing 1,005 of them, the Lamanites became weirded out by the whole thing. Kind of took the fun out of slaughtering the anti-Nephi-Lehi's when they are unarmed and not willing to fight back. They started feeling guilty about it all and began repenting for being bad. What a display of non-violent resistance, having an impressive effect on the enemy. Alma 24-25 The Lamanites threw down their weapons and lay down on the ground next to their victims, begging for mercy. In verses 26-27, Mormon tells us that all of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's that were slain that day were probably saved in heaven. Alma twenty four twenty six, the words, were saved, are in 1 Peter 3.20. Alma twenty four twenty eight 28 29 all of those 1,000 converts on the battlefield that day were Lamanites. None of them were Amalekites or Amulonites or any people of the order of Nehor. In verse 30, Mormon warns of the hardness which comes upon those who have had a testimony and who then leave the gospel.
1: And thus we can plainly discern that after a people have been once enlightened by the Spirit of God and have had great knowledge of things pertaining to righteousness and then have fallen away into sin and transgression, they become more hardened, and thus their state becomes worse than though they had never known these things. Woe To all apostates? The words, quote, once enlightened, are in Hebrews
0: 6.4, and, quote, things pertaining to, are in 1 Corinthians 6.4. Alma 25. Just a reminder, while the sons of Mosiah and their companions were on their missions to the Lamanites for a total of 14 years, Alma has been preaching and establishing the church in Zarahemla. He and Amulek converted many in the wicked city of Ammonihah, and Zeezrom has been converted. Alma 25 verses 1-2. through 2. Those Lamanites, who did not convert during the battle with anti-Nephi-Lehi's, took their armies over to the land of Ammonihah and destroyed those people. In verses 3-4, through four, but then the Lamanites lost many battles to the Nephites. Among those that were killed were almost all of Amulon's descendants, and most of the descendants of Noah's other wicked priests. In verses 5-7, the remaining Lamanites fled to the wilderness. There, they remembered the words of Aaron and many of them converted. The remaining descendants of Amulon were not happy about these conversions and started burning to death any new converts. Alma 25 verse 7, the phrase, quote, that they should be put to death, is from Acts twelve nineteen. Alma 25, 8. Of course, the new converts were not too happy about being burned to death. They started hunting down the Amulin descendants and killing them the ones they did not kill, fled into the wilderness. In verses 9-12, through 12, they continued to be hunted by the Lamanites, and this fulfilled the dying words of Abinadi. See Mosiah 13, verse 10. alma 25, verses 13-14. When the Lamanites finally realized they could not beat the Nephites, they decided to join the people of anti-Nephi-Lehi in the land of Ishmael. They also buried their weapons, and they began being
1: a righteous people al twenty five verse fifteen yea, and they did keep the law of Moses, for it was expedient that they should keep the law of Moses as yet, for it was not all fulfilled, but notwithstanding the law of Moses, they did look forward to the coming of Christ, considering that the law of Moses was a type of his coming, and believing that they must keep those outward performances until the time that he should be revealed unto them. The phrase quote, It was expedient that is in
0: John eighteen fourteen and, quote, keep the law of Moses, is in Acts fifteen five,
1: Alma 25, 16. Now they did not suppose that salvation came by the law of Moses, but the law of Moses did serve to strengthen their faith in Christ. And thus they did retain a hope through faith unto eternal salvation, relying upon the spirit of prophecy which spake of those things to come. The words, quote, faith in Christ, are in Acts 24, verse 24. And, quote,
0: through faith, in Acts 3.16, and eternal salvation in Hebrews five nine, Amazing that these Book of Mormon people knew all about Christ, where the Old Testament people in the Old World did not. Alma
1: 25.17 And now, behold, Ammon and Aaron and Omner and Himni and their brethren did rejoice exceedingly for the success which they had had among the Lamanites, seeing that the Lord had granted unto them according to their prayers, and that he had also verified his word unto them in every particular.
0: The sons of Mosiah had successfully converted most of the Lamanites. Their mission president should be very proud of them, as they will return home with honor. Alma 26, verses 1-4, through Ammon started giving a speech to his brothers about what a great blessing it was that God used them as instruments to bring about the great work among the Lamanites. Alma 26, verse 2, the words, quote, bestowed upon us, are in 1 John 3 1. Alma 26 3.
1: The words, quote, marvelous light, are in 1 Peter 2 9. Alma 26 5. Behold, the field was ripe, and blessed are ye, for ye did thrust in the sickle, and did reap with your might. Yea, all the day long did ye labor, and behold the number of your sheaves, and they shall be gathered into the garners, that they are not wasted. Grain was harvested by cutting it with a sickle which was a curved
0: hook-like blade mounted on a short handle. The person using it would have to bend over and swing it in order to cut the grain cleanly. Once the stalks of the grain were cut, then they were bound into bundles or sheaves and then carried to where it would be threshed, separating the grain from the stalk. The Doctrine and Covenants mentioned sheaves as a reward for missionary work four times. Such a concept did not appear in the New Testament and where sheaves appear in the Old Testament, perhaps as a wave offering, rather than ever being a reward of any kind. The problem with sheaves being mentioned here, and elsewhere in the Book of Mormon, is because they did not have manufactured sickles in the Americas at that time. Even if they did, they had no crops that would need one, and no sheaves of any kind could have existed. The Nephites would not have been familiar with the concept. In verses 6-9, through nine, Ammon went on with his agricultural symbolism in helping to save the Lamanites. If they had not gone on their missions, the Lamanites would still have hatred for the Nephites. Alma 26.7, the phrase, quote, the Lord of the harvest is from Luke 10.2. Alma 26.10, at this point, Aaron felt that Ammon was getting a little
1: too braggadocious. Aaron rebuked him, saying, Ammon, I fear that thy joy doth carry thee away into boasting. The words, quote, Rebuked him,
0: saying, are in Mark one twenty-five, 25. Alma 26, 11-12. Ammon reassures him that he was not boasting in his own strength or wisdom. He was boasting in his God, who he will praise forever. Alma 26, 12. The phrase, quote, I am nothing, is in 1 Corinthians 13, 2. And, quote, will not boast of, is from 2 Corinthians 10, 13. And, quote, I can do all things, is in Philippians four thirteen, and quote, we have wrought is from Second John one eight. Alma twenty six thirteen through fifteen. Ammon went on some more about how wonderful it was to be a part of this great Lamanite conversion process.
1: Alma twenty six sixteen Therefore let us glory. Yea we will glory in the Lord. Yea we will rejoice for our joy is full. Yea we will praise our God forever. Behold, who can glory too much in the Lord? Yea, who can say too much of His great power and of His mercy and of His long-suffering towards the children of men? Behold, I say unto you, I cannot say the smallest part which I feel. twenty. Ammon says, Look how God
0: snatched us from our evil ways and awful destruction as rebels and turned our lives around. In verse 21, No natural man can understand these things except the repentant. The phrase natural man is in First Corinthians
1: 2.14. Alma 26.22 Yea, he that repenteth and exerciseth faith, and bringeth forth good works, and prayeth continually without ceasing, unto such it is given to know the mysteries of God. Yea, unto such it shall be given to reveal things which never have been revealed. Yea, and it shall be given unto such to bring thousands of souls to repentance, even as it has been given unto us to bring these our brethren to repentance.
0: The phrase, quote, bringeth for good is in Matthew 12.35, and, quote, without ceasing is in 2 Timothy 1, three, and, quote, mysteries of God is from 1 Corinthians 4, one. The word mysteries does not necessarily mean strange or hidden doctrines, unless we are talking about sacred or secret covenants and ordinances that are not taught or revealed to the general public, let alone many church members. The phrase "mysteries of God" is used by the Apostle Paul once in 1 Corinthians four one. Paul also uses "mystery of God" in Colossians two verse two, and John in Revelation ten seven. No other New or Old Testament books use this phrase. However, the Book of Mormon uses this phrase eight times, as early as six hundred B.C. Ammon twenty six twenty three twenty four. Ammon says, "Remember when we told our Nephite people." that we wanted to fulfill a mission to the Lamanites? They all laughed us to scorn. They thought it a mission impossible. Verses 25-29, through Ammon admits it was not an easy mission, but it taught them to have patience and love through affliction. Alma 26-27, The words, with patience, are in Hebrews 12-1. Alma 26-28, The phrase, the mercy of God, is from Romans 12-1. Alma 26-29, The words, their synagogues, are in Matthew
1: 4.23. Alma 26.30 And we have suffered all manner of afflictions, and all this, that perhaps we might be the means of saving some soul. And we suppose that our joy would be full if perhaps we could be the means of saving some. In verses 31-22, Ammon says, The fruits of the laborers were many. Verse 33 and now, behold, I say unto you, has there been so great love in all the land? Behold, I say unto you, Nay, there has not even among the Nephites. That is because
0: the Lamanites were willing to lay down their lives rather than take up arms against their brethren. Ammon 26.35 Ammon goes on to say, We have great reason to rejoice. The words, quote, Yea, I say unto you, are in Matthew 11.9, and quote, unto salvation, in Romans one sixteen. Alma
1: 26, 36-37 Now if this is boasting, even so will I boast. Now, my brethren, we see that God is mindful of every people, whatsoever land they may be in. Yea, he numbereth his people, and his bowels of mercy are over all the earth. Now this is my joy and my great thanksgiving. Yea, and I will give thanks unto my God forever. Amen. Remember in chapter 24, when the Lamanites
0: attacked the anti-Nephi-Lehi's and they would not fight back? The nonviolent resistance worked by converting a large portion of the Lamanite army. But the more evil Lamanites still wanted to fight, so they went up to Zarahemla to slay the Ammonihites. Then in chapter 25, they overextended themselves by continuing to fight the Nephites. When they could not beat the Nephites, most of the Lamanites decided to bury their weapons and join the anti-Nephi-Lehi's. And this leads Ammon to be boasting and praising God because of the great Lamanite conversion. Alma 27, 1-2 In time, the Amalekites began to stir up the people to anger against the people of anti-Nephi-Lehi. Alma 27, verse 1 In the 1820 edition, page 299, it read, quote, After their many struggles for to destroy them. In later editions, the word for has been deleted. In verse 3, and as they were attacked, the people again refused to take up arms. In the 1830 edition, page 299, it read, quote, Now this people again refused to take their arms. In later editions, it was changed from refused, spelled R-U-F-U-S-E-D, to refused, spelled R-E-F-U-S-E-D. Ammon 27, verses 4-5. through 5. Ammon was moved to compassion. He came up with a course of action and brought it to the king. The plan was for everyone to go to Zarahemla and live under the protection of the Nephites. Ammon 27 verses 6-7 through 7. But the king thought the Nephites might kill them because of their checkered past. Ammon did not think so, but he would run it by the Lord. In verse 8, the king even suggested his people could be slaves to the Nephites in return for the favor. In verse 9, Ammon told the king there were laws among the Nephites that there should not be slavery. The words, quote, which was established, are in Hebrews 8, 6. Ammon 27, verses 11 through 12. The Lord told Ammon to get his people out of the land, and he will preserve them. Ammon 27, verses 13 through 14. So the anti-Nephi-Lehi's gathered up their animals and departed into the wilderness to the borders of Zarahemla. In verse 15, Ammon told his people to wait there while he and his brothers checked out the hearts of the Nephites first, to be sure it was cool with him, before marching into Zarahemla with a bunch of Lamanites. In verse 16, On his way into the town, Ammon and his brother bumped into Alma, and it was a very joyful reunion. Verse 17, Ammon was so joyfully exhausted, he fell to the earth. The words, quote, swallowed up in, are in 1 Corinthians 15:24. 24. And on 27, verses 18-19, through 19, Everyone was full of joy and happiness. In verse 20, they all followed Alma back to his house in Zarahemla, where they told him about the events in the land of Nephi with the Lamanites. Alma 27 verses 21 through 24 Alma sent a proclamation out to his people, asking them what they thought should be done. The unanimous answer he got back was to let the newcomers have the land in Jershon as an inheritance. The voice of the people also said to guard Ammon's people with Nephi armies in exchange for financial military support. In about 10 to 12 years, we will see 2,000 strapping warriors, the children of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, go to war in place of their parents, who made a covenant with the Lord never to take up weapons and shed blood again. Ammon and Alma returned to the wilderness to tell the Lamanites the good news.
1: Alma 27-26 And it came to pass that it did cause great joy among them, and they went down into the land of Jershon and took possession of the land of Jershon. And they were called by the Nephites the people of Ammon. Therefore, they were distinguished by that name ever after. They were really into changing names a
0: lot. So, no more anti-Nephi-Lehi's. From this point forward, they were called the people of Ammon, or Ammonites for short. 27.27 The Ammonites were members of the church and were firm in their faith. The phrase, quote, the faith of Christ, is in Philippians 3.9. In verse 28, they believed in Christ's victory over death. The words, quote, and the resurrection are in Acts 17.18.
1: Amos 27.30. And thus they were a zealous and beloved people, a highly favored people of the Lord. Amos 28.1. After the Ammonites were situated in their new
0: land of Gershon, the armies of the Lamanites came upon them. Verses 2 through 4, a tremendous battle ensued, and tens of thousands of Lamanites were killed. There was also a tremendous slaughter among the Nephites. So, possibly 50,000 people died in one battle. Although scholars may differ on how many Nephites and Lamanites were living in the New World at that time, it certainly appears there were far too many for the amount of time they were supposed to have been in the New World. So, these casualties would have to be exaggerated counts. In verses four through five, it was a time of great mourning for the families of the slain. Verse six, the words fasting and prayer, are in 1 Corinthians seven five. Alma twenty eight seven through eleven, Mormon now concludes his abridgment of the account of the missions of the sons of Mosiah and their companions among the Lamanites. This ends the fifteenth year of the reign of the judges, which was about seventy six B C. Alma twenty eight twelve.
1: While many thousands of others truly mourn for the loss of their kindred, yet they rejoice and exult in the hope and even know, according to the promises of the Lord, that they are raised to dwell at the right hand of God in a state of never-ending happiness.
0: The phrase, quote, at the right hand of God, is from Romans eight thirty-four, 34. Alma
1: and thus we see how great the inequality of man is because of sin and transgression and the power of the devil, which comes by the cunning plans which he hath devised to ensnare the hearts of men.
0: The words, quote, because of sin, are in Romans
1: 8.10. 28.14. And thus we see the great call of diligence of men to labor in the vineyards of the Lord. And thus we see the great reason of sorrow, and also of rejoicing, Sorrow because of death and destruction among men, and joy because of the light of Christ unto life.
0: 29-1. This is a very famous verse in the Book of Mormon, which has been
1: set to music. Oh, that I were an angel, and could have the wish of mine heart, that I might go forth and speak with the trump of God, with a voice to shake the earth and cry repentance unto every people. Amos wishes he was an
0: angel so he could be even more effective at converting people and doing God's will. The phrase, quote, with the trump of God, is from 1 Thessalonians 4.16. Amos
1: 29.2 Yea, I would declare unto every soul, as with the voice of thunder, repentance and the plan of redemption, that they should repent and come unto our God, that there might not be more sorrow upon all the face of the earth. In the
0: 1830 edition, it read, quote, that there might not be no more sin, which is a double negative statement. In later editions, the word no was deleted. Alma 29.3
1: But behold, I am a man, and do sin in my wish, for I ought to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted unto me.
0: The words, quote, be content with, is in Luke 3.14. Alma 29.4 In the 1830 edition, page 303, it read, quote, Ye decreeth unto them decrees which are unalterable. But in the 1964 edition, these eight words were deleted. Then in the 1981 edition, these same words were reinserted back into the text. Kind of bizarre, huh? Verse 4 warns that God's decrees are unalterable. See Alma 41.8. Yet there are numerous examples of Joseph Smith changing the pronouncements of God and making significant revisions in the standard works of the Church. In the Book of Mormon alone, we have covered many of these changes. If God's decrees are unalterable, then why has so much of the Book of Mormon been altered, affecting doctrinal teachings? Alma 29.5, the words, quote, He that knoweth, are in 1 John 4.6, and quote, Good or evil, are in Romans 9.11, and quote, Life or death, are in First Corinthians three twenty-two, Alma twenty-nine six through seven.
1: Now, seeing that I know these things, why should I desire more than to perform the work to which I have been called? Why should I desire that I were an angel that I could speak unto all the ends of the earth?
0: Alma twenty-nine eight, Alma says that all the nations will be taught God's word in the Lord's way. Alma twenty-nine verses nine through ten.
1: I know that which the Lord hath commanded me, and I glory in it. I do not glory of myself, but I glory in that which the Lord hath commanded me. Yea, and this is my glory, that perhaps I may be an instrument in the hands of God to bring some soul to repentance, and this is my joy. And behold, when I see many of my brethren truly penitent and coming to the Lord their God, then is my soul filled with joy, then do I remember what the Lord has done for me. Yea, even that he hath heard my prayer. Yea, then do I remember his merciful arm which he extended towards me.
0: Alma reminds us of the importance of remembering past blessings from the Lord. The phrase quote is my soul is in John twelve twenty seven, and quote filled with joy in second Timothy one four. Alma twenty nine thirteen. The words quote God hath called are in first Corinthians seven fifteen, and quote holy calling. Are in 2 Timothy 1, nine, Alma 29.14
1: But I do not joy in my own success alone, but my joy is more full because of the success of my brethren who have been up to the land of Nephi.
0: Including Ammon, Aaron, Alnar, and Hemni, Alma 29.15-16
1: Behold, they have labored exceedingly and have brought forth much fruit, and how great shall be their reward. Now when I think of the success of these my brethren— my soul is carried away, even to the separation of it from the body, as it were. So great is my joy.
0: The phrase quote of these, my brethren, are in Matthew twenty-five forty. Alma twenty-nine seventeen. Finally, as head of the church, Alma leaves a blessing upon the missionaries
1: and their converts. And now, may God grant unto these my brethren that they may sit down in the kingdom of God. Yea, and also all those who are the fruit of their labors, that they may go no more out, but that they may praise Him forever. And may God grant that it may be done according to my words, even as I have spoken. Amen.
0: The phrase, quote, Sit down in the kingdom of God, is taken from Luke 13:29. This concludes our study for today. Please subscribe so you won't miss any of our future episodes. You can catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Or you can go to our website at talkingtomormons.com, or you can download the script and learn much more. Remember, Jesus is enough. God bless.